Recently on Disciples of the Eight, the party was granted admission into Hope's Fall after everyone proved their intentions were honorable. The wizard, Barnabas Spectacle, gave them a brief tour before leaving them in the hands of his daughter, Derry. He also explained there were some steps to go through before the fighters are admitted into the Colosseum. Afterwards, they were given a brief tour of the tower the Spectacles called home. Now they are left on their own to find ways to entertain themselves before they are summoned for dinner and questions. And she claps a couple of times, the doors open, and you're able to see your items inside. Icky's room has nothing in it, so it's easy for him to figure out which room this is. Oh. And she will let you uh, clean up and socialize amongst yourselves. Dinner will be in shortly. All you'll have to do, walk out, say dinner, take two steps, you'll be at the dining room. See you there. And she hurries away. Guess I'll have to find a way to the temple later. I go in. I let Gemma fly around. Step out my door and go, Library! And take two steps. You do, and as you finish your second step, nothing really changes. You take your third step, and you are in a very, very impressive library. Not quite to the extent, not anywhere close to the extent of Genovon's, where it goes on and on and on and on. Uh, but a very, very large library. And there is an old, old man sitting at a desk. He's got dust on him. Doesn't look like he's moved in a while. Uh, and he is just sitting very sad and despondent at the desk. Hello. <coughs> and dust and a moth fly out. Oh, <laughs> don't you look here. Someone actually needs the librarian. Yes. <laughs> You must be new here. Uh, a married one? Cousin? Newly adopted? What brings you to the house spectacle? I suppose you would call us guests. Oh, great privilege is that. Most don't make it through the trial. I suppose we did. We're here. Well, of course, you're here, are you not? <coughs> What do you seem to be searching for, young man? Uh, I'm mostly interested in uh, whatever you have on the nature of magic. Could you be more specific? And he's starting to move, and you're hearing, like, creaks and pops as his shoulders and everything kind of set. There's dust falling off of him in just gross amounts. He shakes like a dog coming out of water. And uh, he's cleaner. Uh, he, he could still definitely use a wash and a change of clothes, but... Other than the vague smell of mothballs, he, uh, he, like, he, he's clean. They mothballed a person? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps something uh, on the direct structure or manipulation of the weave. Oh, straight to the hard things, are we? Yes. Well, hold then. And he reaches under and he shakily pulls out a book that's about two and a half feet tall and about a foot wide and a foot long and he down on his desk is like as the book settles and he opens it up and drags a finger to this index I swear we need to update it having to translate it through three codexes is just a pain the weave here and he flips open to a book a page fairly far back in the book ah Follow me, if you would. He settles back and taps a couple of times in the arm of his chair and the arm of his chair. 
pulls back and kind of floats off. He goes, what are you waiting for? You're going to get outran by an old man. <laughs> I take off after him. And he, he's moving it at a good clip. He, he gets you kind of back to the, the general section. He points and there's a, a small section on the, of the shelf and it's the formation of the weave, what we think it may do. And uh, you notice there are several volumes, most of them from the Spectacle Clan, but you do notice a couple from other scholars, even a couple from the Minimus Clan. I think I'd actually be more interested in the Spectacle Clan's view on this, considering what they do. Okay. You're able to kind of pin through. Uh, the establishment of the weave is, is fairly kind of constant. The main thing is the what you do with it from there and how it works. So you're able to, to, to go through those books and, and read. Nothing really groundbreaking. Most of the stuff has been recopied. It's just, you know, with every translation and iteration, something gets changed or something gets lost. So it's it's good to get back to the stock versions. So I start adding to my notes that I've been taking. Excellent. What is, while he is doing that, what is everybody else doing? I feel like Ryan and Nikki are like going over battle plans as we're kind of watching over the arena. Is there is there like a one going on right now? Yeah, the naval oh, fight yeah. that you guys had started to watch. Uh, you can't tell if it's the same one because it was hard to get a good view of the ships. Uh, but there's uh, either that one or another one going on. Uh, it appears that there's six or seven ships. They look to be fairly similar to the Golden Harpy, just in miniature. Where the Golden Harpy's got a crew of like 45 or 50. There's five to six people on each of these. Team-based free-for-all? As you guys watch, it appears to be team-based at first, but as it gets towards the end, you hear, uh, even from as far away as you are, a sounding of a large gong. And what alliances there were seemed to break up, and it turns to be a uh, one-on-one battle. Or a free-for-all battle. Hell yeah. Yeah, so I feel like Icky and Wall are just like, is there like a balcony to our room? There is a shared balcony that connects pretty much all of the rooms on this side, so you guys aren't the only ones up there, but no one is really bothering you. They, they're they kind of doing their own thing. They're, most of them seem to be enjoying the fights, or the competition as much as you are. Yeah, Icky's definitely like scrabbling notes and different like battle strategies and stuff. Oh, absolutely. And pointers. I think Arome's also gonna go out and sit on the balcony and just kind of look around, see if she can spot where the temples are, just so she knows, and just sit and watch. Unless someone wants to like come up and talk to her or anything. No, uh, I mean, like I said, everybody's pretty much keeping themselves on the balcony, letting everybody do whatever it is they be doing. Uh, Magdar, what are you up to? Yeah, so I'll just... There's frogs to be ridden. <laughs> we'll get back to that. But for now, we're in our rooms, right? So I go over to my hobo bag and make sure that those little dudes didn't take anything. So I'm like, oh, the stick is still here. Bandana's still tied to the end of it. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, uh, not, not, not only is everything still here, uh, but you actually notice they have set up your brewing kit for you, and it seems to be set up perfect. Oh, fantastic. That is nice to see. Although, you know, I don't like people touching. But, you know, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Went in Rome. <laughs> so I step up to the door of my room and I announce wherever they keep the wine and I take two steps forward. You take two steps forward, nothing happens on that third step again, just as uh, we have Artemis. You feel kind of a, a brief tingle and you are in the middle of a room filled with nothing but crying women. Oh my. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh 
Oh my, oh boy. A damn convenient place. <laughs> you gotta be really careful. Phrasing is important. And go ahead and give me a perception check. Perception. Anybody got daddy issues? <laughs> uh, even, even with that 12, you're able to see, even though it appears to be a room full of crying women, it is only the same woman over and over again. And she is complaining and crying about absolutely everything. One version of her is complaining the room's too hot, the other is too cold, the other there's not enough change in temperature for her. One's complaining because her chair creaks, the other's complaining because her chair doesn't creak enough. And just every second you're in the room, you're trying to get more and more of the complaints. <laughs> I just yell to the room. I just scream to the heavens. I just want to drink. As soon as you say you just want to drink, you hear a voice from about the middle of the room yell at you. Haven't you had enough? I know I have. Oh, dear God, Margaret. <laughs> Not gonna do this. <laughs> uh, you do notice that there is a door just a few steps away from you. You can leave. If you would I'm like. going to leave with great haste. Run out the door and slam it. Sweat <laughs> on my brow and fear in my eyes. Uh, as you do, uh, a passing wizard walks by. At this point, you're assuming that the outrageous garb is kind of. The uniform almost, no color patterns the same, the style is is pretty much carried out throughout the, the tower. Uh, one of the, the, the passing wizard, a, a small, looks like a gnome, looks at you and goes, Why would you go in there? <laughs> that room is just terrible. <laughs> She's been locked in that crazy personality split for a decade. Who throw food and run? <laughs> Okay, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna flat out with I'm just my, I just my ta- my face looks tired, I'm just exhausted and I just sigh out. I just I'm just looking for the alcohol, man. I know y'all drink here. Where is it? As you say that, the no 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 no. You're looking for the tavern, not the alcohol. You'll wind up in a keg and die. Oh, God, I hate magic. <laughs> now. Tavern, third step gets you there. Okay. Almost afraid to see what happens. Tavern, three steps. <laughs> you hit that third step, you tingle, and you see a couple of figures that you were confident you saw earlier in the day, just at a much smaller scale, but now they are your size. Oh, oh wait, oh am gosh. I in the fairy bar right now? As you look behind the counter, you recognize the fairy from oh, earlier. Oh, oh, all of it, please. Oh, somebody's not almost as big now anymore. <laughs> you look, and there are, are brands that you've only heard of that are supposed to be lost to time behind the show. There are things that you know a smear sniff of will get you so drunk you can't function for days on end. Mm. Mm. We're never getting Magdar back. <laughs> this, this, this is where we split the party. <laughs> and she... The price of a drink is for naught but a tail. This is an acceptable agreement. For naught but a tail? Okay, yeah, sure. I got a, I got a really cool story. Good. The pack for the fair is complete. Now we may proceed. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. 
<laughs> Too late Where's now. <laughs> Turns okay. far Nothing's easy in this town, is it? <laughs> if it was easy, it wouldn't be worth doing now, would it, lass? <sighs> Shit. Okay. All right. Okay, fine, fine. Well, spin me your story, and if it is worth enough, you'll get the flagon. If it's not, you'll be here till I'm satisfied. Oh, I'd ever see Mankar again. <laughs> uh, I will not make you actually spin me a tale, good sir, if you would just like to roll me a performance yeah. check to see if you do a good enough, do a good enough <laughs> job. Now, if, you would like to, if you would like to spin me a tale, you're welcome to, but I will also just let you make do with a performance roll. Performance if he can roll. spin a tale, can he get a, a little bit of a, a bonus? Uh, I would say if you could throw to be together like a quick 30 second decent story, I would give you a bonus on your performance roll. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> like I said, that's, and you're good. With a 17, that's you're able to tell her a story. May or may not be true, but you're able to tell her a story that captivates her. And at the end of it, she, you're lucky the wizards keep us on a short leash. <laughs> would be that I'd be having you talking for the rest of your life. But as it is, a drink for you as promised. If you'd like another one, it'd be another tale. Okay, so... Do I know what I'm drinking? I don't care. What are we talking about? Okay. I say, you you did not ask. All she gave you was a drink, sir. All right. So I take it and a slam. All of it. All of it. And you slam mm-hmm. it? I stick my finger in the glass. And... Mm-hmm. How did the vinegar taste? It wasn't all right. Control power. You just want a drink. <laughs> The whole tower is designed to teach you to learn to be specific. <laughs> you got all these drinks that are lost to time. And give me vinegar. What do I have to do to consume fermented potatoes? Let's make it easy. Hmm. Now, how would you like those potatoes fermented? Because that will change the bartering agreement quite a bit. Do you like them lumpy and mashed? <laughs> what do I got to do? <laughs> okay. So we will we will pause with Magnar in what he thought was going to be his heaven, and which oh. quickly turned into his hell. <laughs> and go just from somewhere way way up above where Icky and and Wall are sitting on their patio balcony looking over. He just looks out and he just goes, "I fucking hate this place. Everything's so." I just want to beat a man's face and in. And I just want to get drunk. You have your own alcohol. This tower was specifically designed to defy <laughs> you and I. I feel like Magdar and Wall are having <laughs> different moments, but the same experience. Right. <laughs> right. Brief sort of like out of character question. Does the stepping out and naming location, does that work for anywhere in the city is or, or is it just in the tower? You didn't ask. It was just kind of blind luck that these two stumbled into it. Okay. So you'd have to test to see what happened. And Romay would have no reason to do that. So I imagine she saw, after a bit, she just pulls out her sketchbook and starts drawing something. Okay. If I have time, I have another place I'd like to visit. (laughs) I mean, it's up to you. Like I said, you you had a couple hours uh, to kill before dinner, so... We'll, we'll cut back to Magdar here in a second. I just wanted to touch base and see what everybody else was up to. Uh, Nick Crows, uh, what were you doing, sir? 
Uh, once I got back to my room, I would have checked my bag, make sure everything's there, unpacked anything I needed to. I don't have a whole lot. But, I mean, the last, like, day was, it was pretty fucking wild. Like, I'd never been on a boat before. I'd never been in the open before. I certainly had never breathed underwater and fought a mini Kraken before. And Romei just dumped everything that's going on onto you, and you're just, so you, it's, it's been a day. Yeah, and we kind of unwinded a little bit after we got back onto the boat drinking with Magdar, but that's uh, kind of false. And so uh, after we woke up, I was looking forward to getting to the land, getting my feet on the ground and relaxing, and then we come to this huge fucking city, something that's like totally beyond my comprehension, and there's these wild wizards and dazzling robes, and I was like, oh, that's a lot. Then we get to this tower, which is just an exaggerated form of that, and it's like a fucking gigantic 200-foot-tall tree, and it's it's been a lot to process. So Vikros is just going to sit on the floor, and he's just going to meditate and process for a good solid three, four hours. Okay, so just until dinner time, you're just fucking zenning out? Exactly. Okay, Mr. Artemis, uh, we will touch base and get you going, and then we will go cut back to Magnar. What, pray tell, are you looking for now? So he reads for a little while and he sees that most of this stuff is standard information. He's filled out some things that he was missing in his comprehensive guide that he's writing. But he gets up and he starts to think and he's like, Wonder. Hmm. Laboratory. <laughs> he takes three steps. <laughs> As you say it, you hear from many feet away, You have to leave the room first. Oh, thank you. Thank you, very helpful. <laughs> I just want to come here to talk to you. <laughs> so I step out of the room. So you are taken into what can best be described as Frankenstein's laboratory. There are weird coils with electricity and other form and other energy coming off of them. There is just beaker after beaker filled with weird substance. And somewhere you're not real sure where, there is a really creepy pipe organ playing in the background. <laughs> I'm looking around for anybody doing an experiment. You don't see anything, but oddly enough, you notice the room is devoid of all color. (laughs) Perfect. Well, I just start looking at some of the beakers, smelling them, looking them over. Hard to tell what's in them as there's not any color to them. They are all just different shades of gray. This seems very dangerous. (laughs) From behind you, that's what makes it amazing. Yes. Wait. Yes. Who are you? Artemis. Nice to meet you. Oh, well, this is less fun. I thought it was Barnabas again. And you hear a quick mumble, and uh, you, you smell something kind of uh, almost uh, like an acetylene torch burning. And the color springs back to normal. Oh. And you realize you're holding what appears to be a container of milk. <laughs> I take a nice sip. It is a tasty, tasty vial of goat milk. <laughs> Very good. So you're doing in my laboratory? I suppose the best answer is exploring. Ah, a wonderful place to choose. I hold on. I've got to fucking get my notes out. <laughs> I can't remember the name of the fucker in the laboratory's name. His name is Igor. I believe it's pronounced Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> it is not, but his name is Vanya. <laughs> and he. Welcome, welcome. This is where we do well what we do. Want to go for a roll in the hay? We have AB normal brains right here. 
Yes, let's, let's take a look. Let's show me what you're working on. A little of this, a little of that. Uh, we do have the issue of good old Theodore, who is, uh, I believe, getting some fresh air. It is Tuesday, is it not? Hey, yes, yes, he's in the... Yes, yes, excellent, excellent. So he's getting his, his monthly dose of air. We have yet to figure out how to undo that. Uh, so that is one of the main projects, but really whatever strikes my fancy. Trying to improve on the, uh, the furzes, of course. Making the toads less want to eat small children is always a, a viable option. Well, I suppose we could uh, I could uh, try and work a little bit on this uh, de-petrification. I just wish I had greater restoration. I could have fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring your logic here. <laughs> <laughs> this is for fancy and poppycock. We have no place for it. <laughs> So yeah, he uh, he kind of just brings you over to where he's working on that. He's got j- almost anything you can think of, basically, there. You notice uh, kind of in the background there are sketches and, and drawings of all kinds of creatures that you haven't seen before, but look like to be combinations. You see whales with elongated fins and what appears to be a another pair of wings where their tail flippers would be. Fascinating. Yeah, all kinds of just weird shit that he's got planned up. Yep. I'm helping him with that for now, so. Okay, cool. Uh, Mr. Magdar. Yeah? We are back to you, good sir. She's being as coy as she can, but you can tell she's bound by some rule. Basically, what she's told you is to get what you want, you have to be as specific as possible in your wording. So that way, she there's no kind of roundabouts. Okay, so I have to ask her... For specific. Very specific. Very, very specifically. I don't know the name of any alcoholic beverages. And Dutch's trap. She kind of. Uh, I guess the rules do say you don't have to say it. You can indicate. You're not allowed on this side of the bar, but if you can give me the row and bottle number. Then what I am going to do is try. Let's see. I'm going to first of all examine them. Damn it! I want to. I want to read the labels <laughs> on these bottles with my eyes. Okay, go ahead and give me that perception check. I will say because you are so hesitant of being duped again, you can give me two roll two rolls. Okay. So go ahead and do it with advantage. <laughs> Nicely done. What is it exactly you're looking for? And I'll tell you if they have a bottle of it. I guess it would be at this point for the trouble, the strongest, very strongest. So that would be a bottle of Grandpappy Von Winkel, which is an elven brew, uh, but there's only to be known 10 bottles that were ever made of it. Oh, okay. Grandpappy Von what? What's that? The, the drink was Grandpappy Von. Was it Brinkle? Or Binkle. Yeah, Binkle, that's what it was, sorry. And Poppy Binkle. And I already paid for it with my glorious story? Nope, you'll have to tell another one to get I will this have one. to tell another story. Okay, well, then what do I do for that? Uh, performance. Performance. Ouch. Okay, well then, I guess <laughs> I am going to tell the story of that time a bartender <laughs> was not as funny as they thought they were. Here we go. <laughs> Wonderfully no. done. So she cackles as you finish your story, pulls out a pint, and just glug, 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 
straight from the bottle. No tomfoolery. Set it down. She goes, I've heard that story told more times than I care to. I bet you have. But that, that was one of the best tellings I ever heard. For her. Do I get the, do I get the whole bottle, lady? Like, you do not. You you get the uh, you get the pint of what is about ninety nine percent pure alcohol, but it goes down like it's arbitrary. I get one pint. You say one pint, but you could not be taking me flagging. That'll be another story. Damn, Pappy's cough sir. See if you get that pint first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I can have a pint. Okay, little fairy. I can have a pint of it, but I I gotta have something to carry it in. That's what that's what we're doing. Yep, you cannot leave. Uh, she she's informed you. She will not let you leave with her flagon. So if you're not gonna finish it, you have to have your own container to carry it in. Oh, wait, wait. You ever not have one with you? I do have. I have a water skin, right? You I should. definitely do. How much can those hold? I'd say they'd be able to hold that. Okay. Bubble. You'd have to pour all the water out, but you, you, you can definitely get it in there. You might want to leave some of the water in there. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to... <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at the... In fear of having to think of another story to tell this lady, short of threatening her directly. I'm going to look at my water skin. I'm going to, with a fairly disgusted look on my face, turn it up, drink all the water out and fill the water skin with what that stuff is called. I need to write that down. <laughs> a surprise for the group that doesn't know anything about it? No, no. Because <laughs> I totally will, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that's how that, that is the idea, right? Yep, okay, so um, taking that, satisfied. I'll dip, in fact, before I close it up, I'll dip my pinky in it. Check it out a little bit. Go ahead and give me a con roll. However, this will not be at advantage. For us. A pinky dip? That is just enough. It hits and it hits like nothing you have ever had before. <laughs> as smooth as it is, you take a big breath when you're done. It doesn't burn the way a cheap rot gut does, and as much as it slowly warm starting from the tip of your tongue all the way to your stomach to the point where it feels almost like you're flying after you pull your pinky out of your mouth. That's absolutely glorious. Absolutely glorious. So I put that away and finally satisfied that that <laughs> that this was what my afternoon has been like, I ask the bartender a final question. How do I get back to my room? Let it be the same way that you got here request a late okay and then to be clear will i become normal sized again <laughs> oh you can't be having all the answers for you it does take the spice out of life <laughs> okay 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 <laughs> shit how am i supposed to do it? okay well fuck it all i can do is i'm just gonna get up walk out confident chest out chin up i want to go to my room and then i take my steps you do, and on your third step, you are back in your room. Is the bed massive? The bed is oh. not. However, go ahead and give me a perception check. A perception check. Hmm. Everything appears to be normal. Everything appears to be normal. Okay, well, so I am going to, having had enough adventure, claiming what I want, I am simply going to hop on the bed, 
everything's totally fine. And I'm just going to wait for supper to be called for dinner. You're going to be so mad. Stop <laughs> <laughs> <Hard> reading ahead. <laughs> everything's fine. Also, so with the Romeo, like, I feel like probably after about an hour of just sitting on the balcony, she's going to get bored and try to go find someone in the party to talk to. Icky and Wall are on the party talking chip tactics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the fight has dropped down. Uh, when you guys first started watching, there was like eight ships fighting. It's down to what appeared to be the last two, and they are really, really caging. Hesitant to go through. Uh, both appear to have taken a couple of losses. Uh, they appear to be using real weapons. Um, of course. But no one appears to be dying when they use them. That's comforting. Is the fun It's going to be so bad, dude. You, you, you do notice that when someone gets hit, and uh, uh, kind of as Arambe is making her way to you, you actually see a... It's not a full-size ballista, uh, but it is larger than your standard two-handed crossbow. Uh, go through. It takes a guy in the chest, and he just hits the, hits the ground. He coughs once and blood comes out. But as he lays there, he, he kind of vanishes and appears in the stands watching. Uh, for, for lack of a better term, he's not really so much in the stands. He's in about a, a basically a dugout for that team. Yeah. He's out in dodgeball. Yep, basically. I feel like Aroma's gonna like maybe want like actually pay attention to that for five minutes and just be like no nope need more alcohol for that don't know how to find it I'm going to go she's just gonna wander and try and find someone else to talk to (laughs) as you kind of wander you hear the fight winds down kind of as sun sets and there is a loud not so much as a, a ring as a buzz like a giant phone set to vibrate uh, and you see the rest of the people on the balcony. Oh, dinner time, dinner time, dinner, 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 dinner. I hear we have guests. And everybody kind of turns and looks at you as they say that. Go into the rooms, you hear, and then again, uh, a bunch of people saying to dinner and then vanishing. Oh. Rame's got a vanishing. I was going to take one look and be like, oh, hey, yep, this place is strange. She's going to put her in the door. Vicarus, I think it's time for dinner. Oh. As if he hasn't been seen out and about. Thank you. Uh, I heard that buzz. That was weird. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll follow you down. Everything about this place is weird. I hope there's alcohol at dinner. Oh, shit. <laughs> I hope you're not sort of regretting joining us too much. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I've, I've given it some thought. I've given it some time. And, you know, I'm glad I came along. I'm, I'm having a good time. That's good to hear. See how long that lasts. <laughs> <laughs> Quarters you have it. You're one of the three champions of Reaper's Gallop. Yeah. I mean, what other cities could I also be a champion of? Let's go. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You collect all the gym badges, and then you're to the champion league. <laughs> yeah, and just use all the weddings to rebuild the, rebuild the monastery. It's fine. Exactly. If Aroma and I don't know how to teleport downstairs, I guess we'll walk. You guys were given instructions on how to get to dinner before you were dropped off, so you should remember. It was never explained to us that that's how we do, how we can get anywhere. 
Correct. I was doing it as a long shot sort of deal. I was like, I wonder. But <laughs> Wizard was the same way. He was just like, I wonder. <laughs> and Rami's like, this place gives me a headache and not just with the colors. <laughs> yeah, so she she's gonna try it. So yeah, you do, and on your third step, you were in the middle of a bustling cafeteria. You notice, much to your surprise, Rami, as you're the first one there, that right behind the counter is good old Linguini. Boy. And she's suddenly surrounded by a lot of people. She's going to tense up for a second and then just gradually relax. So as you guys kind of pop in, um, you, you notice that there are still people warping in. You guys aren't the, the last ones to arrive. But as you guys kind of pop in, one after another, well, I say that, Wall and Icky, are you guys coming to dinner? Is the match over? Yeah, yeah, the match is over. Okay, well then, yeah, I guess so. Because <laughs> if it wasn't, I was yeah. going to stay there. <laughs> as soon as they all pop in and we're all there, I'm like, isn't this place amazing? <laughs> I'm just grumbling. <laughs> like, like, in primordial, too, probably, so it sounds like <laughs> the rock fighter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, grumpy, we'll get to fight tomorrow. This place gives me a headache. Magdar, what, what are you up to here? Okay, so I'm assuming that I heard the call to dinner? Yeah, it was a very loud buzz. You'd have, you'd have heard the uh, people outside. So while I was hanging out in my bed reflecting on the nature of this god-awful place, I decided <laughs> that I have no control here, and whatever I want to happen, that's not going to be the first thing that happens. So I hear the dinner bell, I hop up in a very non-cavalier fashion, very laissez-faire. I open the door, I say with a smile on my face, to the dining hall, and I take my steps. Okay, yep, you are the last to arrive when you do complete out the party. Everyone else seems to appear pretty much in a chair or right behind a chair. You guys are in the middle of a room in front of a large table that has several spots open to it. You notice that all the spots look out over the dining hall, and probably much to your terror, Barnabas did not appear to be lying. There are you motherfucker dead. So I thought he stepped on the power button. Well, I will tell you now, I was into what you were saying, and I saw a little imaginary cat run across. <laughs> Sorry, he, he, he did. I thought he stepped right on the power button. Hey, oh, there you go. Loki or Jamie? Loki. Okay. Let's say if it's Jamie, he's got it in for you. There are at least a couple hundred people in this dining hall. Not all of them are wearing the terrible colors, so it is safe to assume that probably not all of them are wizards, or if they are, some of them may be a little more based in reality. That makes very uncomfortable. Asshole cat. As you guys arrive and, and kind of uh, take a look around, Barnabas ports in, cups his hands around his mouth, and his voice booms out. It seems to startle him how loud it is. He, ooh, ooh, and he cups his hands a little bit smaller around his mouth, so it's not quite a, as big as a, a microphone, a megaphone to yell through. Everyone, if you would please address your attention to the guests in the middle of the hall. They will be seated on the dais for our observation and questions after dinner. Please hold all questions till they are done eating, and then raise your hand for proper acknowledgement. Thank you. Uh-huh. This is going to be one long Q&A. Rome has gone about as pale as she can get, and she looks like she just wants to bolt out the door. She does not like this. 
<laughs> As you guys kind of make your way to your seats that are open for you, uh, there's no, like, the placards, nothing asking for you to sit anywhere. Uh, so you're welcome to just kind of plump down wherever. I do. As you do, you hear a small voice in your head, what would you like for food tonight? Hmm. Garlicky mashed potatoes. A delicious pot roast and some gravy. And as soon as the thoughts are formed in your head, on your plate appears your meal. Oh, oh no. so convenient. <laughs> oh, I'll, sit, I'll sit down next to Artemis. Uh, you hear the same question to you. Huh. I'll, uh... You know, um, beef pot pie for me. Almost as it grows from your plate, springs the beef pot pie. Icky, as as you sit down, there's no voice. All of a sudden, just fish guts. Oh man! Oval and gizzards appear. I was really hoping uh, it was gonna ask me. Almost as if he sees your disappointment, Barnabas claps and it goes away. (laughs) And in, in your head, you hear. Oh, and you, little one, what would you like for dinner? Immediately, the very same rotted carcass of a shark appears on the yeah. table. <laughs> and the acrid stench of ammonia is, just fills the room as Icky just starts going to town. As this food kind of bubbles up, you guys notice that there appears to be a bubble that forms around him. And you can actually see the air inside of it get gloomier and darker and more rank. Uh, But nothing permeates except for the horrible sound of (laughs) while he eats. I'll sit next to I'll sit down next to Icky. In your mind, you hear a a woman what can we do to help you pass the time? <laughs> well, actually, I, I would like something to eat. What would you like? I'll have what he's having and point to Icky. <laughs> <laughs> you guys notice the bubble kind of expand over wall and an even larger helping of this putrid meal. I'll just push all of it over to him. <laughs> <laughs> Icky looks up at wall with like like puppy dog eyes just like (gasps) (gasps) okay all for you buddy all right mr bagdar what would you like to have for dinner okay so i have a question first of all okay for the waiter so as i've observed (laughs) whatever whatever i want to eat i say what it is and it materializes yes that is what we attempt yes Whatever I wanted, so I said, okay, I want the frog that threw me. I want his legs on a plate in front of me, teriyaki. Hmm. And how would you like those prepared? Alive. (laughs) So, to be clear, you want his living legs, not the frog himself, just the living legs. No, take the legs, just don't kill the frog. (laughs) This is horrifying. Has science gone too far? <laughs> oh, okay, fine, fine, fine. Listen. And, 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 and in your head, you can. <laughs> and then. Thank you for holding. Your call is very important to us. One of our representatives will be with you. Have 
Hello. Yeah. Hello. This is the supposed to be live. What can we get for you today? Okay. Okay. So I met this frog earlier, <laughs> and uh, I'm pretty sure I know what he looks like, but not a hundred percent. Anyway, I want to eat it. To be clear, you can have anything you want in the world, and you chose a frog. It's a power move. It's a power play. <laughs> Hold, please. And you see Barnabas kind of cock his head to the side all of a sudden. <laughs> and look down the table at you. And I, I dead eye him right in the face. And, and he just shakes his head no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Fine. Jesus, people are so uptight around here. You guys don't understand. Listen, you got like a grilled cheese? Do you? And then you pick back up. This is the special line again. I was informed that was a solid no. What would you like instead? Can I have a grilled cheese? I'll take a grilled cheese. Is there a particular type of cheese you would like? Goat? Yeah. Buffalo? Whale? I would like nacho cheese, please. Nacho grilled Okay, so you would like your cheese. Mm -hmm. Got it. Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you. And uh, in front of you appears a weirdly yellowish green like cheese grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, okay. Oh. <laughs> I'm hungry for a, uh, a scroll of wish spell. Something <laughs> <laughs> really tasty right about now. <laughs> really hit the spot. Romay's just gonna, while everyone's distracted, just sit in the nearest chair and order up like a simple beef stew with some bread rolls. Oh, and it pops right up, and it is absolutely delicious. Well, now I just feel like I'm being targeted. And some meat <laughs> to go with it, just because she, she needs a drink after this. Magdar, uh, you hear uh, a voice in your head again as you were contemplating your sandwich, and it goes, We here at the BS Towers Kitchens so hope that you enjoy your bugbear breast milk grilled cheese sandwich. Oh. Thank you, and I hope you die with this again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look at the sandwich. You know what? I really thought it would be worse. And I'm going to eat that sandwich. <laughs> I really thought it would be something much worse. Milk can be interpreted in many ways. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so everyone has a wonderful dinner. At the end of it, there is a brief run-through for desserts, and you guys are given whatever desserts you were so desired. Can I request Dippin' Dots? Can you request what? Dippin' Dots. Absolutely. Outcome, uh, a little thing. Uh, you're not real sure what they are, but they are definitely little dots, and they have a small dipper in them. <laughs> huh. Just how I'm old. And as, as you take a bite, they have a weird texture, uh, but they are quite tasty. Romy's just gonna go with the simple pastry of some sort that she enjoys but has not been able to have for a while. <laughs> just a, a little cheese danish pops yeah. up. You guys don't have to tell me what you want. If you want dessert, you got dessert. She's also very much not looking forward to this meal being over and all the questions. Should, should we go for a second dessert to postpone? Please. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you guys notice, uh, especially Arame, as she really, really milks this pastry, which really should have taken like four bites. She's she's, she's just like very bouncy. Will not stop playing with the holy symbol. She's very uncomfortable and doing her best to keep her face covered. 
you notice that the longer you wait, it appears that more questions are being jotted down on napkins. He's just gonna start the rest of it down then, just like, fine. Get it over with. As you set your utensils down, uh, Icky, as you finish whatever god-awful thing it is you ate, <laughs> that you get to the point where it's enough even for you, uh, the food just kind of vanishes away from the plates. The smell surrounding Icky and Wall is dispersed, the bubble pops, and uh, Barnabas claps his hands, cups his mouth again to make that megaphone. And as the steward and the patron of the family, I do believe the first question goes to me, and so the second and third question. First, who are these new gods you speak of? Probably just pulls the book out of her bag and sets it down. Yeah. Oh, wait. Everyone else can suck a dick. <laughs> and Wall has got all of the inscription, all all of the the inlay on his, on his, on his all over his body, right? And so he he will actually enlarge and grow to to sixteen feet tall. As big as that is, the size of the serving hall is just ridiculous. But you see uh, Barnabas walk up to you, and he whispers a couple of things, and he touches you with his left hand, and with his right hand, he throws his hand outward. And a massive projection of you appears, almost filling the open space above the tables. So as Arome starts reading through the pamphlet, I'll point to each of the individual acts on there as she goes through it. I imagine she's going to be like, sort of, this is how it happened. And then maybe like mentioning some stuff that she's learned from their story from reading the tome. Real quick, because Magdar is uh, attempting to put a single drop of his new brew in. As you go to pour your new brew, you notice that it, that water bag is not quite as full as what you remembered it being. Piece of shit. <laughs> and in fact, <laughs> there is maybe a little bit more than a thimble's full worth of this brew uh, in the bottom of your bag. No, well, I'm just gonna... So who pour it for first? They probably get the whole thimble. I would say that you would notice it before you poured it. As you put your hand on it, it doesn't slosh at all. It feels like it's empty. Disappointing, but expected. <laughs> the, the only note I have written down at all about this tower is that magic is fucking greasy with three lines under it. <laughs> so, nonetheless, I take the broom. I take what I, the thimbleful that I have, and I fill—not fill, but I put a drop in each cup. And I'm, okay. I'm, I'm just going to assume that that uses it all. And if it doesn't, you bastard fairies, who I now am very racist against. <laughs> oh man, that bag of worms those fairies just fucking opened. Ooh, fucking fairies. <laughs> there is just enough to give everyone of the party a thimble full of your new brew good sir good old von binkle mm-hmm. if everyone takes it i will need everyone to make a con check all right man it's already it's in the meat if you don't drink it it's gonna get some other asshole's gonna do it you know what i mean Ooh. okay there is a wanna <laughs> Woo! Woo! buddy Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Check or saving throw. Well, no difference for me. That oh. wasn't it. 
I say, Wall, you're fine. I, you're good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't think Wall is tossing back this super, super potent fucking brew. It's like Bender. He just like burps out fire. <laughs> the only one who is not almost immediately falling down piss drunk is Arame. Okay. And Wall. <laughs> That's good because we yeah. started off the presentation. And Arame is while not falling down well on her way to being to the point where she cannot function as a living being. Lay on hands. She's She realizes she's <laughs> drunk, just kind of like rubs her face for a second and pierces an unfortunate lay on hands to cancel it and she's like pretty about that. So if I remember right, lay on hands just heals hit points? Uh, no, I think it can remove conditions as well. Yeah. Does it? Okay, I'm pulling it up now just to double check. So that's, that's what I did this afternoon, you guys. So, uh, <laughs> I think it's at this point that. I've uh, seen other people use it that way. I don't. So uh, uh, lay on hands is an action you can touch a creature and draw power from a pool to restore a number of hit points to that creature up to the maximum amount remaining in your pool. Alternatively, you can expend five hit points from your healing to cure the target of one disease or neutralize yep. one poison affecting it. So I can yep. use it to give her to my drunkness. Yep, I will allow it. My head is on the table. Is her face glares yeah. at backyard? <laughs> yeah, Icky, or sorry, Artemis, just like, oh yeah, that fat, this is good, it's good. He tosses back about half of it, he just... <laughs> <laughs> Magdar, Icky... And Vikros, uh, you're basically just kind of looking at the pretty lights. That's you're about done. what you've devolved into. So, that is an unfortunate reaction of the fermented shark flesh and icky stomach and the, the brew. <laughs> yes. Uh, it is, yeah. It is subsequently regurgitated. Oddly enough, it's like the, the table expected it, because as it hits... <laughs> Another one of those bubbles pops up, and it just kind of whoops it down into the table, and it's gone. And Icky is now hungry again. <laughs> I think I should have enough points to where, like, I can fix everyone, though, if I know Magdar did it, I he, he can deal with the consequences. No, no, I want to write this out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is you can deal with the consequences. <laughs> I can see Wall just holding out a hand in a row. Just like, let this play out. Mm-hmm. Just for a little yeah, bit. No, 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 no. It's okay. We're fine. You're just freaking out. <laughs> so she just, she just finishes what she was saying, telling them what she knows so far about the eight from reading their story and how we met them. Yeah, you're able to. They tend to, uh, they actually don't interrupt you at all as you kind of wind down with, with what you tell them. I also tell the whole story about how they became gods. Uh, a couple of hands shoot up, asking for just kind of snippets of, you know, more clarification. What was it exactly that he did to let the primordials, uh, elementals, uh, breathe and exist in the water when that's not their natural habitats? Little things like that. Nothing like super pride. They do ask to see a rendition of the symbol, and Artemis does much the same he did for Wall. Uh, he takes a, uh, kind of holds a hand out, looks at your emblem of Helm, and throws a larger projection of the symbol of the eight up 
And she'll answer the questions as best as she can, but if it gets too technical magic, she's probably just gonna go over, play on hands, Artemis. Artemis, you explain. No, you're not! <laughs> Artemis will explain now. Played <laughs> what? What exactly? It is the only fun I've had all day in this, in this damn tower. You will not take it from me. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to try the next answer that are questions? Absolutely. <laughs> you in the back. <laughs> uh, he, he, as you point, the wizard who stood up looks at you. I'll wait. Thank you, though. You hear uh, just kind of like a mumbled chant coming from Barnabas. And uh, at the end of it, hmm, that didn't go as expected. And you hear a very familiar voice pipe up from behind him. And what was it exactly that you did expect? I told you. The eight are great, and everyone else can suck a dick. Thank you for joining us, and stay tuned next week to find out what happens on Disciples of the Eight. If you don't want to wait, you can get early access to our episodes over at patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial. If you like our show, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting app so people can know where to find us. We couldn't do this without your help. Disciples of the Age is a production of Pseudonym Social, changing reality one story at a time. It is deemed by the amazing Bob Tedwell and produced by me, Brianna Toyber, with music by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. We have Brock as Icky, Ryan as Wall, Matt as Vicros, Spencer as Artemis, Cash as Magdar, Kara as the Anonymous Druid, and myself as Arome. To get more information on this or any of our other shows, check out our website at pseudonymsocial.com dot wordpress.com <laughs>